I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You f***ing irritate the shit out of me! I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something right. So I'm alive. Hey, 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 what's going on, peeps? It's Keenan. Welcome to Gap Cell Keenan, episode 64, where this is a real live salesperson, and my computer's jacked up. I hope we can get through this because it's going slow for me. I think I need a new computer. So I bet someone's going to try to come and sell me a new computer. It's telling me my CPUs are running slow. I've got everything closed. I've got the most expensive MacBook Pro you can buy with all the upgrades and CPU units and and RAM. And I, I just spent as much as you possibly could. So my computer must be dying. So my apologies, everybody. With that, we're going to jump in here in a minute. Y'all know how Gap Selling works. Or I mean, sorry, Gap Sell Keenan works. It's a real-life salesperson from a real company who is a real product or service that they believe me or my company needs, and they're going to try to sell me. If they find a problem we have and they can fix it, we will buy it. If not, they are subject to my coaching and why they screwed up so bad. All right. So today we have a gentleman by the name of Matt Defer. Let me bring Maddie in. Uh-oh. Let me. Oh, it's oof, it is running slow. Oh my goodness gracious. And Maddie is almost here. Oh my God. I'm killing myself. Apple, this is bad for you. I have nothing open and your CPU's dying on me. All right, man. Matthew, you're here. Live. Right. Matthew is Hi. live. Welcome, Matthew Defer. Welcome to Get Keenan. How you doing, baby? I'm doing very good, sir. Thanks very much for having me on today. I'm excited. I got you. You're from Boston. You're from Boston. I, I am from Boston. I'm up just north now, up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, but uh, was down in Boston for quite a while. All right. That's all right. I can roll with it. I can roll with it. So I am a Boston guy myself, so I got nothing but love. So let's hope Boston can represent. Here right. you go, my man. I'll give you Great. a minute or two just to explain your product or your service, what you do, and then um, we'll jump, and then I'll let you jump into it. Perfect, perfect. So obviously, I'm with Language IO. If you forget here, it's written right across my chest. Um, so Language IO, uh, in a nutshell, Language IO is the most accurate and secure translation solution for business. So by plugging into most common CRMs. What we enable you to do is communicate in over 150 different languages via chat, emails, articles, social channels, um, as well as now we have a Chrome plugin, as well as an API. It's a self-service that can be utilized for developing custom solutions. So that's more or less what we got. I don't want to bog too much down into the uh, technical details, but that's what we got. Okay. All right. So... Let's go. The floor is yours. Awesome. So, Keenan, I know recently you have done a training in Singapore. Yes. Correct? Yes. Awesome. I didn't go to awesome. Singapore, but I did it with people from Singapore. Yes. Great. Great. Perfect. So, um, that's probably a newer market for you, correct? I, look, it, it's 2023, right? So we don't, I yeah. don't think in terms of markets. So I don't have a market okay. or no other market. I just treat the world like one flat, you know, earth is flat, dog. One yeah. flat <laughs> world. 
and people come in from us from all over the world. So yes, perfect. So, perfect. So, Asia, no, no. Europe. Yeah. Okay, go. Ooh, you're so, one of those yes. who wants to talk a lot. All right, I can tell. Yes, go. <laughs> New experience for you, per se. So, can you tell me a little bit about the sales cycle with that with that new experience going into Singapore? You tell me a little bit about that sales cycle. Of that, that Singaporean maybe. sales cycle? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it really wasn't. As, I mean, it wasn't. It was a sales cycle, but not really. So, we worked with a company. This is a Fortune fifty, maybe in a Fortune twenty company. They yeah. reached out to us in Australia to do training. We sold that training, went really, really well. Everybody loved it. So then they recommended it to their Asian counterpart. And so their Asian counterpart called us up. We figured out what they wanted to do, found the gap, and then they hired us. So to say it was a short, easy sales cycle, that'd be a lie, but it wasn't, yeah. there was no cold calling involved on that second one. They didn't call us up out of the blue and want to learn more about us. It was a refer, internal corporate referral. Great. All right. So Compare that to a sales cycle that you've experienced in the past where there was no uh, different language market. Was it, was it any longer because of the language? Did you experience no. a longer sales cycle? No. No. So there, was no there was no communication as far as trying to get into different decision makers, anything like that? Communication nope. was 100% in English? Yep. Singapore, Singapore English is one of the primary languages. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit. That was my gap one. I'm looking up my pick chart here. Okay. Um, so. Okay. Done. Nope. You keep um, going. All right. <laughs> so, all right. So kind of looking at that then. So have you, have there been any other trainings that you've experienced that have gone into experience any different languages or is everything yes. pretty much hundred percent English? Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about those? So I had to train an organization in China and I had to have a okay. translator. So that was interesting for the entire training. I talked, the translator talked, he said what they said. I talked, he said what I said and went back and forth. Um, in this training that I did in Singapore, there were people who spoke, um, who spoke Thai, Filipino. I don't think it's Filipino was the language. I, I apologize folks if it isn't um, Vietnamese, Mandarin and Japanese, I believe. I've also had clients in Brazil, but we did all in English, but their their first language wasn't English. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we did one and uh, did had a client in Brazil for quite some time. We did it all in English, but you know, some most people spoke Portuguese, and sometimes I'd have to slow down. The big one for me is even English speakers. I talk so goddamn fast, right? Um, yeah. But yes, um, we did it there, and I'm sure this. Oh, we have a client. I have a client right now who is in. Norway, India, and the Netherlands, they're Dutch, and they're all do we're doing it all in English, but they, oh, in Sweden, but they have their people all yeah. over. So I have a lot of clients where I do it in English, but they're prime, that's their second language. Okay. So setting these up and these other ones, because it sounds like you're getting a lot of experience, which is great. So setting these up, has there been any roadblocks that you've run into as far as setting these up with language? Has it, has it extended, no. in any of these, has it extended the sales cycle at all, do you think? No. Now, I, there's one I have right now that I would say is is extended and maybe even lost the sales cycle is um, yeah. they they were trying to find they wanted to do a start with a one group of people and move on and they I th and they were having a hard time finding enough English speakers uh, at least that's the impression I'm under uh, in the region they wanted to kick it off in. Okay, but the, the initial decision making, all that process, all that was in English. English. All all English. English. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so once you get into these trainings, right? So. 
we've got established there's really not much obstacle as far as the initial communication. Everybody's no. great. Okay. So once these trainings are happening, um, are you running into any obstacles as far as once the trainings have started talking to people? I know you've mentioned a little bit around you're talking to a trainer or a translator, a translator then sends it to them. Um, is that the main Are there any other obstacles that you're running into when you're doing these trainings? I know you probably have some, some material that you hand out to people. People are trying to ask questions, interact with you. Are you running into obstacles at that point that you know of? I mean, uh, obstacles is a tough word. Um, okay. I do know that when I do international training and, and there are, I would say 70% of the time so far, it's not just a single language. So, yeah. so yes, there have been times like I've been training in, in Spain, in Madrid, and they all spoke Spanish and um, I've done it in Brazil and they all spoke Portuguese. You know what I'm saying? So there are times yeah. that they're all speaking one language, but the majority of the time it's a, it's a, international company and they're bringing multiple people around so yeah um so say it's an obstacle yeah to a certain degree i have to talk slower yeah um particularly in asia they're more polite and so they're less inclined to say something i have a good relationship with my my bias so he says hey jim or keenan slow down <laughs> right and i'm like yeah. okay but sometimes they may not tell me so i find myself saying okay wait um wait 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 did everybody hear me did everybody get that? I also have a tendency at times, but not always to use much larger words in English that sometimes even English people don't understand. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I tell me, wait, you know, pedantic. And like, let me give you a different word. Cause I'm like, I'm talking to some English is second language out of Thai. I'm pretty sure they didn't know pedantic. So I could stop. Yeah. Clarify, you know what I'm saying? And come back. So, um, but normally we get through it. So it's, it's an inconvenience, but it doesn't affect the scores. It doesn't, I have no evidence affects the training. I'm sure it does to a certain degree, but what I yeah. can tell you. So I'm going to focus on what something that you said there. You said you get through it. Yeah. That that sounds good, but that doesn't sound great, right? So it sounds like there's a little bit of a struggle, kind of from just basing on the language that you use. Do you think based on kind of that comment, there is there are people that are maybe either misinterpreting or they're not as engaged because they feel less confident in the ability to communicate in their own language? Okay. So possibly, but here's the funny part. You did yeah. a really good job of listening to the piece you wanted to hear. Everybody pay attention. I don't know how many of you picked up on this. You did a great job of listening to a subtle piece that you wanted to hear and you missed the piece that you don't want to hear. So yeah. you said, oh, you struggle through it. Well, I told you at the end of my discussion that it's not easy, but I've had no indication that it affects the training. I've had no indication that it affects people's ability to absorb it. So when you talk about this idea of, of struggling through it and its impacts, that's how you would measure those impacts. And you literally asked me that question after I'd already given you the answer. Yeah. So you got to pay attention, right? Like you, you paid attention to what you wanted to hear. And I already told you now, it may have, and I can guess, but I've had no feedback from anybody that it, it affected the training. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so another thing that I heard you said, you were talking about the, one of the other markets that you were looking at, you're getting in, they were struggling. You may have lost because they were trying to get enough people in. Is that based on a language barrier there? Or is that just based on their participation level? I think it's both, but I did tell you, see, you're not a good listener. I did say in that answer too, I said they, they were having a hard time finding enough English speakers. I literally said that. 
I literally okay. said, so you got to listen, my man. Right. All right. And I also have reason to believe it's, it's, there's, I guess there's some reogs going on. Like some things have started to, to, to get funky. So, um, but yes, there were one segment of it is they're having a hard time trying to find enough English speakers. Okay. Okay. Um, so looking at these, so you kind of like hearing about what you're saying, you're diving into these different markets, right? So you, from what you're telling me right now, these different markets, you're able to communicate effectively in English with everybody. The people that come to us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, on that note, do you, do you think there are people who are not coming to you who might want to because of the lack what the, of What the fuck coming? do you think? I mean, process that. Of course. It, yeah, of course. Right. Exactly. And you want, I'm guessing you would want to have those people come to you who are right. Who doesn't want growth? Oh my God. You did not just say who doesn't want growth. That was the cheesiest line in the world. Stop being cheesy salesperson. Just stop. Have a conversation with me. So the okay. question I would have asked there, rather than saying, do you yeah. think Keenan would be, um, is it fair to say that your inability to expand into non-speaking markets is simply the fact that you don't speak other languages? Okay. Makes, right? makes much more sense. Yeah. And I'm like, of it's, yeah, of course. Right. So let me ask this question. You got to be real careful where you go here right now. Okay. Can you actually help me and my company deliver our in-person or online training in another language seamlessly? Potentially. I would need, I need to find a little bit more about how you're delivering that training. How, okay. What do you need to know? Because to me, it's pretty simple. And everybody pay attention again. I love when I say to everybody. To me, yeah. and this is going to be a really interesting learning experience for me or for you. To okay. me, training is pretty fucking simple. Someone is up in front of people and they're talking. They have curriculums, there's written tools, et cetera. But you're talking to somebody, whether it's here like this or it's in person. Okay? So I am struggling to see how you're going to be able to make me speak English. Right? I mean, sorry, speak Russian, speak Japanese, speak Spanish. Now, if you have a way that's going to do that and make bilateral communication, I am all fucking ears. But if you're going to try to pitch me on some corny hack rework, then we're going to have an issue. So I'll ask the question again. Do you think that you can help me or anybody on my team? Because I, I am I have some people bilingual, right? Speak Italian yeah. and Spanish and et cetera. Me and my entire team deliver these trainings in other languages. So in that live conversation, no. Okay. All right. However. However, yep, go, go. However, as far as follow-up and support is concerned, how much of how much follow-up and support is there after that initial training, your conversations? Are there okay. a lot of emails? That's sort of no. thing after the initial trainings. No, once the initial training's done, we have again we have more live interaction. Yeah. Again, more live interaction. Um, and the um, uh, any of the follow-up stuff that's done in their native language is going to be done by their manager or managers or themselves talking amongst each other, right? So they all heard it in English and they start talking to each other in Spanish or Portuguese yeah. or Japanese, right? So so the answer is uh, no, there's not a lot of non verbal follow-up via okay. yes is there is there any that's needed or pretty much that's not a, that's if not i get a, this far in english right 
I mean, yeah. would they like would they like the thing in our curriculum in the native language? It's probably be a good. It's kind of a nice to have, I guess, right? Yeah. But I, I I still have to see it in English, or my other people have to see it in English, right? So, um, you know, kind of be a nice to have. Okay. I mean, that that's quite honestly that's where the that's where they what we could work with there would be that, that post follow-up. We don't currently have a live speak, like enabling you to do real time talking. It's going to go back and forth right. in that respect. Right. So everybody listening here, I, I, I'm curious how many people put in the comments. If you realize that Matthew has missed a pretty powerful opportunity, in my opinion. So we actually may be able to look at, he's going to get, watch his eyes light up in a minute. We may actually be able to use Matthew. We may actually be able to buy what he has. See, look at he's like, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. But not because Matthew did a fucking thing. Literally. Matthew didn't do a fucking thing. And here's what drives me crazy about salespeople. Matthew came on this call. By the way, full props are coming on. I have love for y'all who do it. But he came out with the mind of trying to sell shit. Not with an understanding of my business. He should have known. And Matt, I'm going to give you an out. How many trainings have you seen in the world that don't include some live interaction with people? There's only one exception. How often? Uh, probably none. None. So then you never should have come at me from the training perspective. Because if I could get through the sales cycle, speaking just English, these people aren't idiots. They're not going to bring in people. You know what I'm saying? So the only one we yeah. would have had to address was China. But even then, I had to have an interpreter, right? So, <clears throat> but this is where you missed it, man. There's another part of my business. What part of my business is that? The publishing part? Nope. Well, okay. Yeah. Yep. I go to the publishing part. Yep. But there's another one. Coaching. Nope. Thank you. So there's only one other place where training is actually not one-on-one. What to, oh, I'm sorry. Isn't um, live interaction. What is it? What type of training? Uh, I'm not sure what, where you're going with that. What other type of training do people deliver where you're not live one-on-one? Um, Vanessa got it. John Bissett got it. George Barossa got it. People watching got it. They're paying attention. <laughs> I, I got to say, I don't know. Online training, dog. Online. Okay. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Online training. So I don't know if you can fix this, but online training is recorded and it's done, right? Yeah. So all of our materials that we have to create are online. We've actually created a German version. So anybody who's German, you can go watch the German version, right? But that's because we have a German book. Oh, because a client asks us to do it, right? So look, for all you German speakers, right? I don't even know you can see it, right? So yep. anyways, so I don't know. Is there something you can do for online training? Potentially, yeah. We have, so we're able to do articles. So if you have new, if you're coming out with new, say, material, and you want that translated into different languages, if it's handouts, questionnaires, that sort of stuff, we do have a way that you can submit that material into us and have that all that translated into the different languages. All right. So, so, so okay. Think all right now, everybody is I'm coaching everybody on this one because Matthew is, is just, he's too sales sense, too product centric. He's not thinking. All right. So right now what you're not able to do is you're not able to be a trusted advisor to me. I'm literally okay. running the sale. I'm thinking about what I need. I'm thinking about how I would do it. And, and that may get you the sale, but in other situations where the buyer is not smart enough to think about this themselves and mm-hmm. you're not smart enough to think about it for me, you're missing opportunities. Okay. So okay. I'm going to help you out first. So you can get there. If not, I'm going to tell you what I think I need. 
right? And then it's all going to come down to cost and time and et cetera. But we have an online training platform, okay? Yeah. So, and actually, everybody listening, we're actually opening up for a whole new gut plus, getting more content, more content, more content. If I can make that content available and accessible to everybody, so therefore you or your company can come on here. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. So what's one way that I, that I could make that content more uh, accessible to everybody? What can you do in that? What, would I, what do you think I would need? That's the question. What would I need to make that more accessible to everybody? Well, as far as what well, would have to be available in their languages and they would have to be and able to. What does to, that mean? Yes, in, available in their language. So what would that mean? They would have to be able to log on, get find that material in their own language and just and download it or access that material. Okay, but how would we, okay, but, oh my God. Okay, great. But how, what would that look like in the online training program? What would that look like? Okay, so so take a second. Yeah, I, I, no, I'm, I'm just trying to think. You know, I'm trying to think. It would look like, I mean, I, I guess, can you clarify a little bit? When you're saying, what does it look like? You're talking what about- What does it look like? What is the user experience? Come on, man, this is, this is important. If you're gonna be a trusted advisor, you have to understand the world you're playing, right? You can't yeah. apply or explain it to you. So if you're a user and you want to go into this and the buyer's creating this, right? There's only two ways you can make it beneficial for if for multiple languages. What is one way? If I want to create something for multiple languages, what do I have to do? You have to have it trained. You have to have it trained and accessible in that language. You have to be able to log on and see it in your native okay, language. See what? See what? If it's a video, see what? See the translation. Okay. So if I have I have I want to do it in eight languages, there's only one of two ways to do it in eight languages. What are they? Uh Translate it into all eight languages. And how would you, and what's the it? This is the key piece. What's the it? So if it's a video, it's translating the audio, or you can have that. Keep going, keep going. Or you can then have a transcript that is accessible to that audio and they can follow along with a, with a translated transcript of that material. Okay, I transcript is bullshit, but how about closed caption? Right, Close I mean, yes. right. Come on, transcript. Fuck off. Like the minute you told me transcript, I'm like, really? Someone's going to download it and read it while they're watching you? Come on, man. This is what I'm talking about. Transcript tells me you don't understand learning. Tells me you don't understand the user interface. Tells me you don't understand experience. So the only way to do multiple languages is to either record it in eight different languages, right? Yeah. Or translate it like you said in eight different languages and have a voiceover or closed captions, right? Correct. Yep. Now you're getting there. But why did it take me so long for you to get there? You should have come in right away and been like, Keenan, I, I went to your online site. I saw you only have two languages. I see you promote this all the time. Have you ever had requests for other languages? Yes. Brady just said we get requests for Spanish all the fucking time. Right. Then you could have asked how much we're, we're driving in revenue in this thing. Where are we trying to take it? What do you think would happen if we could add all these other people? I don't even know what our German, our German downloads. I need to ask that. How many people watch it in Germany? But anyways, so that's where you should have went. Like literally, that's where you should have went. Okay. Right? That Like that's a potential area for us. Right? So yep. how long does it take you? Like talk to me about the process of translating do you guys have something that makes it easier or are you guys just a bunch of manual processes and it takes just as long as anybody else so i mean just to clarify we don't we don't do closed caption or audio dubbing well then what do you do 
So, the, I mean, the majority of it is it's through communication, like written communication currently. So oh, so you the, can't help me then? No, not with the closed captioning of the audio dubbing, no. So, that's, I mean, that's why right, I didn't so go you, down that. You don't, you don't have somebody, oh, oh, because you're, you're, um, you're, uh, I can't talk. You're um, AI. So you can't take my audio and turn that into a translation. Not currently, no. Ah. We don't do audio. It's all through verbal. It's all through verbal communication. So we're looking at live chat, chat bots, emails, that sort of line of communication. Focus ah. primarily on customer support is the huge thing that we do with a lot of that. Those are the avenues that we are currently supporting, all that. Ah, so, so I'm not, then I wasn't even a good ICP. I, I knew I was, quite honestly, I knew I was pushing it, but I wanted to get on with you, throw myself into the fire a little bit and maybe see if I could uncover something. And quite frankly, to be honest, my hope was that when I asked you about the Singapore use case, your sales cycle was super long because of emails or whatever back and forth. And I could go down that avenue to be perfectly 100% transparent. Then I was like, boom, I can help you with that. We can you can get to the right decision makers because you can communicate with them in their own language. Mm -hmm. So that was my gap. That was the problem that I was hoping to uncover. So okay. I knew, I knew I was pushing it, but I wanted to take a chance anyway. Okay. How about this? Um, do you integrate with zoom? Uh, we can, if it's in the text, we have an API that pretty much can be developed any way that people need it to be developed. Okay. So, so that means that means you haven't yet. So you kind of got my attention where in the future, if I am doing a multi-language class, yep. the ability for them to, where they're having a hard time, would have the ability for them to ask questions in their own language via the chat. Yep. That would, that'd be an interesting. And that's in, and you're talking via Zoom. So this is what you're referring yeah. to in a Zoom. Yeah, I can, I can kind of talk to our development team and see where we are with that. Like I said, if you have the resources, Probably done in your end, but I know that you don't necessarily have the development resources. No, we don't. Have money yeah. So, so I can ask about where we are with Zoom. I know that there's, you know, there's a bunch of stuff we have in the pipeline, but I can kind of go back to them and see where we are in terms of the text. But there's other things, like I said, in other chat channels that we have that works just like that. It's it's instantaneous. It's back and forth. So as somebody talks, what's nice is they'll type in a chat. Say we're in a Salesforce chat. They'll type. You'll get it in English. You don't have to know or worry about what language you're speaking. Yeah. You just type back in English. It bumps back back to them yep. and say German. Boom. There you go. Right. And you guys well, can go intriguing. back and forth. That's intriguing. Now you're selling all the pretty features and I don't give a fuck because you don't do it in Zoom. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, so uh, Brady sent me something on, on, on what we're talking about. Let me see what she said. Hold on. She said, uh, I copied key learning summaries and pasted them in the chat with GE Asia, and they use translators from there. So they were doing it on their end. So the point being here is you can't help me. You can tell me all the cool features it does, and I love that you're passionate about it and you're excited about it. But uh, I, I don't have, I have no use for it because you got to think about this. Yeah. 90% of the time when someone reaches out to us from another country, the people reaching out speak are the best English speakers. Like they're the top and everybody else yeah. falls down. It's not inverse. So if I'm yeah. talking to someone and they're not that good at English and I, and they're trying to get us in, then we're not doing it. Cause we just understand the training isn't going to work. Does that make yeah. any sense? Now yeah. 
to the extent it's a nice to have. And I and I, some people wrote about this. You guys seem to be behind the eight ball. No, you're not. You guys are playing in one small ICP area, basically around customer services and stuff. Good for you. Great. But if they want to expand this and they want to get into learning and development, which is a different ICP and a different business case, they got a lot to do. But working yeah. in Zoom is one that I don't know why isn't on the, again, I don't know because it could be a lot of good reasons, but in my world would be a massive one, right? For you to drop into Zoom. So you got that chat right there and people can yeah. ask questions back and forth in a natural language to help augment the confusion. Yeah. And I think, like I said, for, for companies that have maybe those development resources, they can take our API and develop it out and build it out how they need to function within Zoom. Do you charge for that API? Yes. It's well, the API itself is that we charge per word translated. So there is a cost to that. They don't just get to use our solution. For all them. right. So, all right. Well, yeah, I don't have the resources or the time. And the problem isn't big enough for me to fucking build an API so I can do that. So, so I'm going to go. I am going to follow up though. I'm going to go back and see where, where Zoom is in our uh, pipeline. And I'll let you know where that is, if it's something that's immediate or not. All right. All right. All right, man. Well, look, I'm sorry. I give you credit for coming on. Once again, <laughs> I give people well, I credit for coming on. Because you came on, you get a free, uh, not copy, you get free access to Gapsang online training. Have you taken it yet? I have not yet. All right. Well, now you get to take it. Well, so Great. now you get it. Um, hit me up, DM me and on LinkedIn and I'll send you to Brady and she'll get you all set up and get you all the information you need. So enjoy that. Thank you for coming. Um, sorry, I'm not buying. Hey, I, tell you, I knew it was a lot of chat, but quite honestly, I just want to throw it in. I learned a lot. It's one of my biggest things to take away. So. All right, man. Good job. Good job. Good job. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. Um, there you have it. My man, Matthew DeFore gave it his best bet. He didn't find a problem I had. Look, I give him credit. He came out. He wanted to learn something. He tried. So I give him mad props for that. But the truth of the matter was, I don't think he really took the time to understand who his true ICP was and to understand that what he offers, the chance of me having that type of problem was pretty low. Right? So that's the key piece. When you reach out to people, everybody, understand, why do I believe this company, these people, this government agency or whatever, why do I believe they're going to have the problems that I solve? And more importantly, why do I believe that those problems will be bigger for them than most people? That's how you want to attack. That's how you build ICPs. What is the probability that they have that problem? And what is the probability that that problem is huge? Then you're heading in the right direction. So, all right, y'all, you can watch. Thank you for watching. You can get this on YouTube. So go to YouTube and you can watch all 64 episodes. If you want to come on to Gap Keen and you have a product or service you think my company or I need, DM me on LinkedIn and we will get you on the show. But if you don't get it right, you know what's going to happen. The rest of y'all, I hope you enjoyed this. You know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. Until next time. Peace. I'm out. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Get it, get it. Hate means I do something.